and welcome to Exploring the Divine Feminine. Today I have an amazing guest. Her name is Haben Deliata. We, uh, let's see, we've been, we've known each other for a long time. We met when we were both doing some energy work and we realized that we had this kinship that um, we both liked the same things where we had the same passions. And um, Haben has, she has written a book um, and I am just going to turn the time over to her to introduce herself and then we'll get uh, started on the topic. So I'm really excited to talk with you. Uh, we've, I've been a guest on her wisdom app, uh, wisdom show. So I'm excited to have her a guest on my podcast. So take it away, Haben. Tell us what this uh, book is that you have written and the purpose behind it. Okay. So it's called Inspired Living, a guide to ignite joy and prosperity. And it's actually this beautiful collaboration with 22 other light workers in the world. And um, my chapter is called Intrinsic Knowing, the Secret to Unleashing the Wild Woman Within. So it's really- I love that. Yeah. And inside you'll learn three inner knowings that you must explore to unleash your wild woman. Wow. Okay. Before we get started on that, let's talk a little bit. What led you down this path and why is it that this is where you decided to settle your passion? Like how far back are we talking here? Like, Like, why, why did I choose this book? Why did I choose this work? Like what, what exactly do you want to know? The work. Cause that's kind of where I feel like it started where, where you, I know you've always been interested in light work, you know, and, um, raising vibrational energy of, of women and people. I mean, I've seen that we've been following each other on Facebook for a long time and you have definitely been working within that field in terms of lifting people. Um, and it's not just these feel good platitudes memes. It's ones where people can really delve inside of themselves. And, um, it's not just have a great day kind of one, but one where a person really feels like they can go inside of themselves and feel safe. So what was it that inspired you to go down that particular path? So like the catalyst. Yes. Right, right. So whenever I joined Facebook, I saw so much negativity and I decided right then and there that I only wanted to bring light. And, and like you said, it may have started off as fluffy memes or funny things like that, but I really want to make a difference in the, in the world. And so anytime I learn something, I know that I'm not the only one that needs to learn this. So I try really hard to be really vulnerable and really real about what I'm going through to help others. I think when, when we're vulnerable and, and share authentically, um, it gives other people courage to do the same. And that's really why we're here really is to, is to get, is to uncover, unlearn a lot of things and relearn who we really are. And it takes a lot of digging and a lot of unearthing to get there. And I did a lot of that. I'm like, (laughs) um, um, so there's lots of pieces to this. Um, I, I was raised 
my mom could be called a hippie. I don't really like that term, but she just was raised in a very militant family, military, um, kind of cold. Um, and she really didn't want that for her children. My oldest sister, who's 13 years older than me was a beautiful redhead, but in the seventies, it wasn't a great time to be a redhead as a child. And so (laughs) she was, she was really deeply wounded as a child, just from interactions with people in the world. And so my mom decided she didn't want that for the rest of her children. So she started planning and she left Houston, Texas and went to a small town in Iowa, just really got her hands in the dirt and really just allowed me to have total freedom. And so I just was kind of this wild child who got to explore the world around me. I had lots of adults who adored me and, you know, just doted on me, but I did, I wasn't around other children. So when I saw other children, I was like, hi, hi, you want to be my friend? You know, and that was kind of like, you know, I, I didn't have social skills, you know, I didn't really understand that, but I took that as a child when people were like, Oh, you know, I took that as something was wrong with me. And that planted a seed deep inside me that I learned that I had to pretend and I had to hide and I had to get really good at this game of, of, um, just conforming, I guess, you know what I mean? Right. And, but the problem was every time I, yeah, the problem was every time I did that, a part of me died a little bit, you know what I mean? And by the time I was a teenager, I was just so depressed. And, but I'd already always, my mother, even though she was hippie, um, more alternative way of living, she always took us to church. We were raised Presbyterian and God was always a very very strong theme in our life. And so I knew God and I feel like as a child, I probably walked with God, you know, every day, probably, you know, Um, I just didn't know. I didn't know him personally as a teenager. I needed to know him, know him. I needed concrete evidence of him. And so I just started searching my friends, seeing who knew God, who didn't know God. And then, um, I was, I was in a really bad place. I was really depressed because I, I didn't know who I was. I was totally lost. I was really depressed as a teenager. And my mom was really concerned. And my aunt Edna, which, you know, she was talking to my mom and she's like, well, we'll take her, you know? And so she had me fly to Houston and introduced me to the church immediately. And I knew, well, this, this is what I've been searching for this. I I can feel God here. I can, I can sense that. And with that, it helped me to start reawakening and start really understanding my divine worth, you know? Um, and then I met my husband. It's funny. Right. When I found God again, I also was introduced to my husband in high school. We didn't get married in high school. We got married immediately after high school, but, um, he was just this amazing guy who was just super calm and I'm not calm. I'm very, woo. let's do everything, you know? Um, so he was a very calming influence in my life. And, um, I, I spent a year with Edna, went to school there, 
learned so much about God there. Um, and then I went back home and my, my husband would just keep in contact, write a letter, a phone call, nothing serious, just enough to let me know that he was there, you know? So, um, we got back together. We had five kids by the time we were 28 and I was just scrambling all the time just to keep my head above water. He worked out of town eight months out of the year. I was thrown into motherhood without really knowing how to be a mother. My mom was a single parent who worked out of the home all the time. You know, was, wasn't there very often when she was there, she was very stressed out, which of course. Right. Right. Um, so I, again, depression hit me really, really hard and I had to figure things out. I, I couldn't live like that anymore, you know, and now I had prayer and now I had a relationship with God. And, um, so I just started having to ask some really hard questions about who I was, where I wanted to go. Do I want to continue to keep feeling this way? If I don't, what does that mean? Heavenly father help give me direction. You know what I mean? And that's when energy work started to emerge. It started off with herbs <laughs> and then essential oils. You know, I started, he started me off in, in ways I understood because my mom was very herbalist. You know, she, that's how she, she did things. So he started me off, but slowly, but surely he just started bringing in these beautiful modalities of healing. And he, I, I just feel like healing is, is possible in such quantum quantum leap ways right now. I don't know if you feel that right. way. Or yes, yes, I yeah. do. I sense that, that we're getting a lot more of that brought back. And um, because, you know, yeah. sensing what you have said, um, everybody has this feeling of preparation, right? Because just the way the world is going right now, and there's a big push on physical preparation. And every time I have, whether it's been in church or whatever, I've asked, what is, what else do I need to do to prepare? And every time he has said, you need to prepare psychologically, you know, emotionally. And he took me yes. back into, um, Cause I've done yoga, you and I met through yeah. energy work, emotion code, things like that. And he's brought me back into energy work again for me and my family. Um, because yeah. you know, there's no one size fits all, but it could work for everybody. And so yes. I, 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 yes, I, I feel the same thing too. I feel like there has, there's a change and we are being reintroduced to so many different things that, that God is there. He's caring. And yeah. he's not, it's not just the, it's not just the food storage, which is super important, but he wants no, us to be right. happy and full of joy, yeah. no matter what's going on yeah. around us. So thank you. I I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the thing was, I did all the things I was told to do. I got married. Um, I guess I believe the fairy tale that happily ever after was a thing and I wasn't happily ever after. And I was kind of pissed off about that. To be honest. <laughs> I was really confused. I was like, what is wrong? And then I just, I, um, and I have the personality that I blame others initially. So I blamed my husband for a really long time. You know, um, neither one of us, 
knew how to be parents. He didn't know how to be dad. Neither one of us had fathers in the home, you know, um, he, he wasn't raised religiously, you know, it just, you know, so we had a lot of learning and growing to do. And my anger focused on him. And I, I just was in so much frustration and resentment towards him that like our marriage wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't a bad marriage, but it wasn't a great marriage either, you know, and it got to a point. I remember a day where my husband was talking about, um, he was going to have to trade shifts and that meant that he was going to be unavailable to help me. And that's been the way it was our whole marriage. He was a provider. He was an excellent provider, but he didn't really know how to help at home. You know, he didn't really know how to, um, be a partner when it came to raising our kids, you know, um, he was always exhausted because he just worked 12 hours and he just wanted to relax or, you know what I mean? And so right. it was always this fight to get him to help me. But then I just stopped asking and I just was like, you know what? Forget you. <laughs> like, I mean, we lived in the same house. We had beautiful moments throughout that whole time, but generally speaking, he was very, distant and I was tired of living like that. Like I just couldn't, when he told me that day that he was going to have to change shifts and that he was not going to be able to help me. I just felt like all help, all hope. I just felt really hopeless. I just like my world just kind of crashed and crumbled. Like, I know that sounds really dramatic, but I think we all have these points where we've built this life on these faulty foundations. And at some point they have to crumble away so that the real truth can become our foundation, you know? And that was just one of, yeah, that was one of those moments for me. And I just was like, Heavenly Father, I can't live like this anymore. I am so tired of being angry at my husband. Like, I don't want to be like this. You know, I wasn't good for anyone. I wasn't happy as a mother. I resented everyone who needed me. You know, I was just burnt out. (laughs) And so I was just like, Heavenly Father, I need a new way to live. And is it okay if I could live? Can I learn my lessons in 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 exciting happy ways? Like is that a possibility? Can we do this? You know, can we does it have to be a struggle all the time? Can can I do this in 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 positive ways? Like can I learn these lessons through travel or whatever, you know, when I started asking, whenever I started asking those kinds of questions, man, things started to really shift. I was introduced to a mentor who helped teach me about divine femininity and that changed everything. I started to understand where I was living too much in my masculinity and not enough in my femininity. And when you're too much in masculinity, it's, it's a constant chase struggle. Um, you know, and I just, I didn't know, I knew I needed to help women and, but I didn't want to do it in the hustle culture. I knew there had to be a different way, a better way, you know? And so I just started to relearn who I was and where I was the most powerful. And that when we're in our femininity, like we attract things to us, we don't have to chase them down and force them to exist. Like it was this beautiful thing that I had been waiting for 
my whole life for someone to tell me that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And around that same time, I just was able to let go of my husband. I took the chokehold off of him and I just was able to let him be who he was. And I just really worked on honoring him and focusing on the positive and it changed our marriage so fast. And he started coming to me and offering me water and, you know, just these beautiful ways of supporting me that I didn't even know he was capable of, you know, it just, it just allowed him to step into his empowered masculine. You know what I mean? And when I found this, I was like, every woman deserves to know this. Every woman deserves to know that she can be a creative force and she can attract all of, all of the resources she needs, all of the support she needs. And when a woman stands in her femininity, the masculine naturally comes in to support her. And it doesn't always have to be a husband, you know, like it's just this. And then I was like, okay, Heavenly Father, I have to get this message out, but I need bigger audience than Facebook. Like, you know, with the algorithms and all that, it's just, it's really hard to get across to a lot of people. That day that I said that prayer, I opened up Facebook and my previous mentor was interviewing um, Crystal Hill, who is a publisher of these beautiful books. And the spirit was like, this is your new this is where you need to go next. And then the rest is history. So, (laughs) wow, that is amazing. I'd love that. And that is perfect. That's what I've been trying to do on this podcast for so long. And that's the message. That's the message of, of digging into your inner feminine. And so much of the world has been trying to erase it. They've been trying to erase it since King Josiah's time in the Bible of getting rid of the mother in heaven. They've been trying through um, whether it's been, you know, uh, people are waking up though. Females are waking up. We know that we need to take our power back, but we're right now, the world's view of femininity is very different than the divine feminine. It's very masculine. feminine. (laughs) I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want that. I want ease. I'm flow. I want play. You know what I mean? That's what I want more of yes. in my life. And I think everyone wants that more. Yes. And exactly. That's what we're trying to do is let people know what the divine feminine is different than the world feminine. And even that with the gender dysphoria with, um, with, yeah. you know, the push for abortion and that that's part of your yeah. right to take away life on um, one of my podcasts talked about how Satan has just, um, it's the same goal, but it's just changed his tactics. At one point it was, um, you know, the oppressive nature of the masculine over right. the feminine. And now it's right. switched where, like you said, women are trying to take back their power, but through the generations, it's been a different way, but it's usually instead of leaning into it, they've been pushing it away and they feel like to have power, you need to be masculine. It's like you said, and that's why we were all brought up. And not only that, but we're also, the thing is, I just don't buy into 
man hating. I have a husband. I have two sons. You know what I mean? I don't want them treated like that. And I don't think it's necessary that it has to be one or the other. We have both of them inside of us. You know what I mean? So yes. I, I just don't think it's the answer to eliminate one of us. You know what I mean? It's just so much more beautiful when we work together, Yes. We're, but we're just, which is probably well-deserved anger, but it doesn't have to be directed at the men today. The men today aren't always the ones who are doing what happened in the past. You right. know, we need to teach them. And the best way I taught my husband was to honor myself. That was the best way. And it taught him to honor himself and it taught him how to honor me, you know? So, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Now let's get to your, uh, your book, your chapter. Now let's talk about those three main points that you talked about and why those three, the three inner knowings, I call them intrinsic knowings because intrinsic is just, it's kind of an inner knowing and part of a, a, a greater whole. You know what I mean? So I just, we come here deep down knowing we have a great worth. And that's why it's so hard for us to survive in an environment where we're told we're not of worth because we have something inside of us. It might be deeply buried, but we have something inside of us that tells us we are of great value. And, um, and then we have individuality, which is just, We come here with already ideas of of how we want to live our life, right? We come here with this inner um, drive, inner purpose, and it takes some uncovering sometimes, right? Because society kind of brainwashes us into this is you get a job, you, you go to college, you get a job, you get married, you have a family and then everything is perfect. Well, when that doesn't work and you're not happy, then you have to figure out, well, what is it that I really want? And you stop listening so much to what everyone else is telling you. And you really have to figure out what it is that's important to you, which I call that just waking up our intuition. And then um, that, that, that great, that worth that I was talking about is just knowing that we have a heavenly father, that we have a, a source you know, that we have this divine energy that we don't have to go at it alone. Like, isn't that wonderful that we don't have to do this alone and we can become co-creators with, with God. Like I, I really changed the way I pray. Like I used to pray very much. Oh, oh, please save me. Oh, this is happening. I need answers. But now that I understand my divine worth better, I understand I'm in a partnership with God. I'm in in a partnership and I can come in with, Hey, is it okay if we do things this way? And I have to say, Ramona, I, I don't think I've ever heard him say no to me. You know, I don't very rarely does he's like, Oh, red light. You know what I mean? But it's not because my idea wasn't valuable right. Or my way of wanting to do things was wrong. It was just like, Hey, take a step back. Let's reassess this. You know, I don't think he's ever really told me no. (laughs) So that's just, so intuition alignment with God, and then this wholeness that we're a part of a, 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 of a bigger whole. We're part of this beautiful symphony, right. Or this beautiful tapestry 
this beautiful artwork. And it's not just us that has to do all the work. We are part of this beautiful human family. We're, we're connected to our ancestors. We're connected to our lineage, you know, it's, and we're connected to angels and, and, and God and, and wonderful people around us that we get to connect with and create with. But all of that can be hidden if we don't understand that we have this intuition that we need to wake up. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. So how did you um, get involved in this group that you said there's 22 authors total uh, or writers that are participating in this? Right. Right. So Crystal Hill at Hill House Publishing, this is what she does. She just does collab books. But I thought I was just going to be writing. Like I just wanted to write. Right. But it's actually this also it's kind of a new business card, I guess. You know, it it helps you become a legitimate you know, you're an author now and, and hopefully a best-selling international author because who I'm working with is all over the world, you know? So that has some sway to it. And people kind of take you a little bit more seriously when you can say that, you know? So it's, uh, I, like I said, it was like a synchronicity. I popped on Facebook and there she was. And the spirit was like, this is what you need to do next. I didn't understand all the pieces to it. I just knew I needed to write. And then I needed to get my my writing out to a bigger platform. And so that just kind of happened, but she has it so beautifully set up. She supports you the whole way. Um, she has her own editors and everything. Um, we, I can't remember. We started like in, I think it was like March and, and we're getting our book out by June. You know, it's, it's a very fast process, but it can be because you're not the only one writing. You're just writing a chapter. So it makes it really fast and she does it all in house. So, yeah, that's amazing. So the book comes out in June, where can readers find it? So it's going to be on Amazon, um, June 24th, it drops at 9am Eastern standard time. And our strategy is to really sell as many Kindle versions as possible because that determines our you know, categories are best-selling and all that kind of thing. Um, and then the next week, the actual paperback drops. So the, the, the getting people to get the Kindle version is just our strategy to get number one, a bestseller. So I want to thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, the, your words of wisdom, the way you articulate things um, is exactly the message that I have been trying to get out to both husbands and wives, men and women in understanding that um, this isn't a competition and that exploring that divine feminine is to help the partnership, to help the men and women. And like you said, we've got that and we've got both masculine and feminine in us. And, And ever since the Garden of Eden, we've been trying to find that balance. We've been trying to find that partnership and congratulations on the book. I think it's going to touch many lives, many, many lives. So thank you again for joining me and um, thank you to my listeners. And and if you have any questions, you can just reach out to me at RamonaSitaway.com or RamonaSitaway at Gmail. And um, 
if you have any questions for Haben, where can they find you, Haben? So um, this has all been very fast and furious. I'm in the process of creating a website right now, but it's not up and running yet. But I'm on Facebook as Haben Travelin Deliata. So, so that's okay. kind of my main place right now. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you again. And thank you again to my listeners and have a divine day. Mm-hmm.